Creativity and innovation are critical in business. Nurturing these skills enables us to stand out in an overcrowded marketplace. But how do you find the right balance between the seriousness of work and the playfulness of, well, play? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Lena Patel Live. My name is Lena Patel, founder of Global Impact Systems, helping bring the sandbox to the border. If this is your first time joining me, welcome. And if you're back after listening to one or more of my earlier episodes, thank you so much for coming back. So as children, our creativity, playfulness, our ability to stand out, say something clever or be different, outrageous or unusual is celebrated. How many times has a proud parent relayed to you a story of something brilliant or clever their child has said? Then what happens? We go through the education system to learn and to absorb new knowledge, new skills. And in the process, somehow our capacity to think for ourselves begins to shut down. You're taught to toe the line, to fit in. Standing out, being different is shunned upon and ridiculed. We are taught there is a right answer and a wrong answer. We are rarely encouraged to seek out an alternative answer. We learn to get the answers right so we can fit into a system which rewards us accordingly. By the time we are adults... That creative streak in us that was celebrated and acknowledged and honored as a child has been shut down. Our inner critic speaks up and says, you can't think that, you can't do that, that won't work. At work, we have become conditioned to sitting and listening to managers, educators, speakers, conveying information. Instead of skilled facilitators that invite us to interact with the material in order to drive the lessons deeper. When we apply this conditioning to our business, we can see how it prevents us from taking risks, challenging the status quo, and thus gaining that competitive edge in the marketplace. I believe it's time organizations commit to nurturing a culture of playfulness in the workplace employees will be happier for it, and their business has a higher chance of thriving from it. Now, when I ask some people about what comes to mind when they think about play at work, they immediately think of hammocks and ping pong tables in the office, a la Google. What most people miss is that the key to their overwhelming success What got Google voted as the number one out of the 100 best companies to work for in 2017 is that they make play a core part of their working environment. One of the most frequently asked questions from people I get is, but Lena, isn't work supposed to be serious? How do we as a company balance creating a dynamic, fun, collaborative office space and not overstep the line to nurturing a space that is lax and unproductive? If we put a bunch of ping pong tables in our office, Lena, they tell me, how will anyone get anything done? So today's episode is about addressing this dichotomy. Tech startups have been known for their hip office spaces. They are a symbol in Silicon Valley of how creativity has taken center stage and workspaces are more and more designed to ignite innovation amongst employees. However, 
a foosball table, Zen meditation space, or even a bowling alley in your office is not going to change a thing if playfulness, creativity, and innovation is not integrated into the company culture. You've got to be intentional with how you create your office culture and let your workplace be a reflection of that. What's office culture, you say? Quite simply, it's the personality of your company. It defines the environment in which you work, as well as your company's mission, its values, its goals. It can be identified in the way that you and your co-workers interact with each other, the pictures and the posters that you put on the walls, the notices on your bulletin board, the language and the tone of messages in your email communications, and many other small but impactful ways. So bottom line, don't fall into the trap of simply exchanging ping pong tables for purpose in the office. Do this instead. One, look at what you want your business to represent and then build your environment accordingly. Two, have a vision that people are inspired by. And three, do meaningful work that does more than putting a dollar in an employee's pocket. Recent research found that today's generation are prioritizing purpose in their work. And if you haven't caught on to this yet and you have a significant number of millennials in your workplace, you may need to rethink your business operations. However, if you want a low-cost way to improve morale, help employees take a break from their desks, foster friendly competition, help increase alertness and concentration while getting the endorphins going, providing recreation outlets are a great option. The bottom line is the genius of the and versus the or. You actually don't have to sacrifice one over the other. It's not fun and games at Google for the sake of it. It's strategic. At the same time, play needs to be anchored into the heart and soul of your company. Otherwise, it's going to feel fake. When I walked into the Google campus and witnessed their bowling eddy, their meditation pods, dance classes, slides that employees jump on to take them from one floor to the one below, I immediately felt that play, fun, creativity, and balance of mind and body were integral to the high performance of employees. It wasn't a show they were putting on, though I could see that their employees were clearly proud of this environment that they were part of. The environment was created in this way because the leaders genuinely believe that when people play at work, their right brain is engaged, they are more in flow and more likely to innovate. What Google have done successfully is created a structure for unstructured time. Innovation needs time to develop, and when you are on a time crunch, busy putting out fires and chasing short-term goals, and let's face it, that's almost all of us, all of the time, research shows that creativity is dampened. So when you dedicate a percentage of your time, for Google, they give their employees 20%, dedicate a percentage of your working time to play with new ideas, Give people permission to be in a state of discovery without purpose or agenda. The idea is to nurture an environment that enables employees to give up control when the pressure is greatest and give the brain a chance to remember what it is like to be a kid in a sandbox again. How is your organization nurturing play in the workplace? 
Let me share that um, over the last five years, I've been testing out a new style of learning at work. I call it gamulation. It brings the best of games and game mechanics and the best of simulations together to create an engaging, thriving, happy, connected workforce where play meets the seriousness and realism of work. And I've discovered that this simple method has not only helped businesses and other organizations survive, but thrive. It's actively preparing them for the demands of work in the future. To find out how strategic play in the workplace can help you and your people to learn, to create, to innovate, watch my TEDx talk that just got released this week. You can find it on YouTube. You can also go to this link on my website, linapatellive.com slash gamulation. Enjoy the video, like it, post a comment, share it with your friends and colleagues. Let's spread the message that play at work should be the norm, not the exception. Let's get workforces thriving and playful and thinking outside the box. Let's be the change. You are listening to Lena Patel Live. Thank you for honoring me with your time this week. I hope this has served you. If so, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. That would make my day and put the biggest smile on my face. And if I can serve you in any way, reach out. See you in the sandbox.